Blog Talk Radio. Okay, because um, 
you know, I had a couple of things to pull from, but I got this book today. This is this is an amazing week because we have so many people waiting and so much to cover that I couldn't even begin to talk about my experience on Sunday. I said it to you early before we came on this show. And so the book that I'm going to just uh, use as an oracle here is called Kiss the Boss Goodbye or How to Make It on Your Own and Love Every Dollar of It. Because while the kindred is doing sacred and divine missions, we all have to move through, and we only have to learn how to flow in the energy of abundance, which when you sit in Reverend Ike's church up here, up here in Harlem, New York, and a, a man who amazingly did that and brought that memory of how to live with abundance to people who had certainly been beat down into a poverty consciousness. And so um, I don't know that it's a new book, like I said, but... I, I'm, I'm looking here what I want to, like, read from it, and it was some good, because um, I looked at our, um, hold up, and I know you said, well, you should have been prepared, but the young lady did, um, mm-hmm, here we are, the young lady did say she was going to join us, maybe she's running a little late. This is one of the best ways to start in business for yourself. Little capital needed, a business you are familiar with, a wife that knows her husband's talent makes for a reduced risk. The knowledge that if it doesn't go, he can always find a similar job to the one he left. A business that owner can expand and is not limited to only what he can produce. He has the ability to sell himself and his product. He recognizes the importance of good works and takes pride in his work. He knew when it started he would have to work long hours and weekends and accepted this fact before he entered business. Wow. (laughs) I say I'm always loving the message. And you say, well, how does that tie in? Well, the the past week, and you would know because you had many conversations with Iababa that we spent with the elder. The elder would watch me get up and on and on and on. Because I I said that to her finally one day. I said, yeah, I get up and show up at the desk of my work at 8 o'clock or 8.30 every morning because I did that for other people for a long time. And, I, you know, I don't have an office full of people working for me. I'm it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that this evening and, 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 and sort of the transfer to that. Some of those people you see there on the phone are all people that we are connected by, kindred, by, by knowing who we are with the same missions and on the common ground that we want to stand on. Sure, we have lives of our own. Sure, we have problems and challenges. But we really try to give each other the highest point of integrity. And so I'm not going to take up the time because it will tell itself in the next hour, hour and 45 minutes. It will tell itself that these are what I call first caliber people, first caliber people because it's not easy. I thought about that today as I sit in my roommate's luxurious bedroom that is now a closet. She's just got such a wardrobe. And I thought, yeah, probably if I continued on that first mission of being Barbara Walters, this this is what my closet would look like. But I did, and neither did the people on the phone. They all, they all have committed themselves to the work of our planet, the work of our people, the work of justice, uh, and keeping the sacred. So um, we're going to move into that, and I hope that you will unmute. Um, let's see. Let me think of the daughter right quick. I know A two eight is uh, our Earth Mama in the South, and we definitely want her online. But yeah, as you as you choose to unmute. I welcome you all 
to Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. I welcome all the listeners that just choose to listen. And as uh, you want to speak to this subject this evening of kindred, which is what I'm putting out there to our core wheel here, um, why? why? What attracted them to work and work very hard or support the kindred? Because we could say it's Sangoma, but I always say to um, Earth Mama, it's not the Sangoma show. It really is just, you know, sometimes we could call it to be the flute in the song that God is playing, and it's good to recognize that. So uh, my, my yeah, opened yeah. up mm-hmm. 828, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just asking for Anyone who want, wishes to speak to dial one or press one, press one, and yeah. will be right away opened up. So I did open eight two eight. The Earth Mama. Wonderful, Earth Mama. How are you this evening? Maybe it's a different eight two eight because we have a lot of people in the Asheville, Western North Carolina area, and I think a good many of them are eight two eight. So, uh, welcome. Is anyone there that that is press one or chooses to join this conversation? Well, we have quite a few people, but no one has pressed one. We have a a person from Buffalo. We have Uh a person from Brooklyn, 347. And then 413, I'm not sure where that is. I think that's my my friend Lori that I'm going to tomorrow in uh, Massachusetts. Oh, well, let me just bring on 347, who pressed one. Okay. Greetings. Hi, um, this is LaVasia. Okay. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Uh, I'm just calling to just listen in on on the conversation. Um, I don't know much about the kids, so I'm mm-hmm. here. Um, but it's a good I'm, conversation. You know, you know, this is, and not to cut you off, but just so you know, the kindred, uh, you know, yes, it is uh, people that we hope will come on tonight, and at least we invited them here to speak about a festival that we're going toward people that we're in kindred with. But bigger than that, we're glad that you're here because we as a people, as whoever answers this call or answered or saw it go by on Facebook, really have to have the conversation about who is our next of kindred. And so if you hadn't spoken up, that's what I was going to say. Well, until you all get tired of the sound of my voice, I bet I could cover what I just said in Facebook in terms of what happens when there is no next of kin in your body. Literally, your physical form lays and rots in a coroner's office. And you could have left Earth with the best intentions, but you just didn't have no kin. And so somebody, because in this state, the state of New York, there are very serious laws, which, you know, maybe people don't know. But I wanted to talk about what 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 really is kindred, and um, because I think that anyone that you would think belong, we don't pay dues to the kindred. You know, we're so far the ancestors have been our board of directors. We, we you know when we tie on to nonprofits or doing particular projects, we tie on to someone else's nonprofit usually. So you know, what's your experience? You know, you could say kindred, or you could say community, or you could say family. And not to put you on the spot, because you just called to listen, and I I heard you. If you would like to ask questions about, well, what is what what takes it deeper? What makes people be true and get stuff done to that, together and not lie to one another? Because in the world that we're sorting out now, that seems to be prevalent. 
<laughs> that people say one thing and do another. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 And 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 so ancestrally, you know, what we try to bring to this discussion, and and as we are moving forward with all the tribes, um, that's that's what we're really looking for. To be quite honest, as a Cherokee and a Yoruba, we're looking among all the tribes—Irish, Celtic, Italian, you know, Indian, Native Americans, whatever you are. What? How do y'all pray? How do y'all pray and get it done? What respect do you have for the sun and these natural forces that the people are all worried about with the climate change? Because we can do what we can to heal our hearts and be better human beings, but we don't have jack for a tsunami. We don't have jack for a hurricane (laughs) or for a tornado or, you know, parts of the West Coast sliding off into the ocean. Nope. Mm-mm, man doesn't have anything for that. And so as reasons like that, you know, all all aside, Trump running for president in a political year, that we put the question out there this evening for all those that choose to press one. Uh, what is kindred and what are we working toward? This is the conversation so that I would know that we're all thinking about it and, or sorting it out or moving to forgiveness or you know, going deeper into why is the unforgiveness. A lot of families I've been talking to is just at that place like, no, I'm done. (laughs) No, they're crazy. And so there's no more them than us. The time of the lone wolf is over. And people who don't believe that are deceiving themselves. Really, they are. Because um, we have, there's, there's too much that's connected in way bigger ways that affect our quality of life from day to day. Would you agree to that? Definitely. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what brought you to the conversation, beloved? Um, well, um, I know Ms. Dawson did a few. Uh, I, uh, I, I listened in on a show a while ago, and um, I kept seeing notifications about it. I mean, the Facebook post about it, and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And... Um, I just wanted to know more about it because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, current events and, you know, social media, um, you know, it's just very, how do I say this, out of the mainstream, and um, we don't engage in these conversations. Um, we don't go beyond um, the superficial or um, what we're used to or, you know, what's, or try to speak about things that are maybe uncomfortable. Um, and so, I don't know, I just wanted to know. I guess mainly, mainly because this topic was unfamiliar to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as I'm preparing for um, graduate school, uh, I definitely mm-hmm. want to engage in conversations um, that help stimulate, you know, critical thought, but also... Mm-hmm. Um, change the way that I think about life, things, in a way I, I'm, I mean, I don't have a family. I haven't created, you know, family yet. And so mm-hmm. um, as I think about the future, um, I think that the kindred um, is something that I should consider and try to incorporate in the future. And so um, I'm here to learn from you, you all. Mm-hmm. Well mm-hmm. said. I salute your grandmothers. I salute your grandfathers. I salute the, the lineages that you represent. 
because uh, that's these are the these are the people called to the conversation whose souls remember. And they say, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be, you know, on a mission here. And let me sort out what the critical thinking, as you said, what, what's it going to take to get the mission accomplished? And who's go, who's with me on this mission? And that's such a soulful question to ask ourselves right through this time. If you if you're just tuning in, this is Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. And this evening we're all up in, really, the kindred report for March um, that I thought, you know, there a lot goes by. Some things people see and others they don't. And to answer your question really well, um, I know that I just put, like, several paragraphs up on um, mm-hmm. kindred of Sakoma on Facebook to try to address that because I realize for all the people that I teach and see in the woods and that uh, are in the tribes that we visit with um, now on this radio show, so there will there will come people such as yourself who say, Well what is it? What what, what are right. y'all doing? You know, what what are y'all doing? And so it really is um People who, as I said, uh, it's not limited to four tribes. There are four races, four people, peoples that in, in the indigenous reality of, of creation that we all descend from and have mixed in now and are mixing more every every day. Just you know, mixing. I have no judgment there at all. Just saying those are the facts. And um, as as we come to that, you know, there's a there's a separation. I like to put it as the cosmic airport where we all thought we were going, you know, to take flight always with our families of origin, our birth, you know, our aunties <laughs> and all our mm-hmm. peoples. And then we got to the airport and they switched the boarding passes. And suddenly it was down to the the, the heart you know, talking to another person and and looking for that common ground with another person because that's who's on the flight with you. You know, plane go down or the the pilot is drunk or whatever. You know, that's that's that suddenly. I think about it. I don't fly that much anymore, but I certainly think about it. Who are these? Oh, people? that's that's funny yeah. that you mentioned that because I don't like flying. I mm-hmm. don't. Um, yeah. Think, uh, no. Yeah. So the kindred to answer you is created and is still creating itself constantly with new relationships and new places that we go. Um, and we said there, Sangoma is a divine and or healer that is led by his or her ancestors. And the longer story, and maybe a book coming out later this year in the Company of Kings, will go into that path that we were called to in this lifetime. And we love it as our we we teach at various Earth Skills events. Some of the people online tonight, hopefully, will be coming in to talk about how we um, do how we do getting along differently. What do we really have to do to honor and maintain our agreements with each other? What do we do um, to stay in candor and in high integrity with one another? Because we we come bearing gifts, we hope for each other. And and we and, and because we look at it from that ancestral point of view where, as I've said many, many of the times, because lots of people aren't familiar with A-Shields and the medicine wheel of it and the directions and stuff. No, it's just very simple. Did you just say a medicine wheel? Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you want to know about it? Are you familiar with the directions of the medicine wheel? See how I'm, you can I'm lead right into that conversation. Well, I'm actually probably, taking a Native yeah. American studies course, and um, uh-huh. I was just introduced to medicine wheel um, over the course of this semester. And so I was just... I think that 
I share. That's where we go next because that's what we said on all the Facebook advertisements that we were going to try to break that down so that as we look in our communities or disputes in families and with family members, it will lay down a medicine wheel and and really understand like we look at a compass to to get where we want to go or find out where we are. Or um, we can do that. We can stand in the center of our medicine wheel and look to the north. Like the wise men look to the North Star to find Jesus. Uh, you know, we can look to the east where the sun rises each day. And then some people say, oh, you know, that ain't the east. Well, okay, over there, we'll say to the sunrise. How about that? We'll say, look over there after you go from north through the northeast, through that quarter of, of time, which uh, let's see, we're in right now, or actually just hit into uh, east where a new beginning happens. We see buds on the trees and things coming into bloom. And, oh, my gosh, spring is back, you know. And uh, what does that mean? How do we set our families and our relationships on a sacred wheel like that where we honor that other person and their ancestors? And and this, Kindred, I can say that before another voice even speaks, is that um, I know for myself, I honor the ancestors of all of these young people who whose uh, paths, you know, we also believe in safe, sacred contracts, covenants. What were the agreements between our people, our families? What are the agreements now? between our angels in heaven, the ones that lead us into each other's lives and say, no, you're supposed to do this for that person, or you're supposed to do that, or they're supposed to do this for you. You know what I mean? And so that's what we have to weigh out, because if we keep bouncing off of the headlines and the texts and the emails up here in the matrix, I don't know. It, it, It looks quite dysfunctional from where I'm sitting for people to not be grounded in who they are, how they represent not only themselves, but the families that raise them. And, and, and certainly with our children and our grandchildren watching, then we say, well, what are they watching? You know, so the kindred is a big word, and I'm not saying that any of the 14 to 20 uh, various tribes that I go to where they, again, teach fire by friction by fire and things you need to know, like when there's a Katrina hurricane and the power is out for two weeks, how to purify water. I mean, you know, basic things that you definitely need to know. Living, living in the precariousness of you know people's uh, agitations, you know, whether would be a Republican, be it a Democrat, or in between, we are we are all kind of uh, privy to higher forces, no question. And so, I, I would say the biggest tip with a kindred is we look together to a higher force that holds our agreements together. I think that that would be a true and fair statement for uh, for some of the guests online. So, again, we're going to say, in case you didn't know and are just sitting out there loving the sound of my voice, um, press 1 if you'd like to join this conversation. Tell me your name again, beloved, because you're in Buffalo, right? No, I am. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And I'm Asia. Uh-huh. So you're right here in the city. Do you know about that church down there in the big theater with Forever Night and his wife was right there in the front pew? Fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. As I said to my friend when I came out, I said, wow. 
A, there wasn't a sermon. B, like I'm like four feet off the ground, and that was amazing, just affirmations and prosperity and uplifting singing. I think we should do more of that. That's what we wanted to talk about tonight, why we want the four tribes for peace to come together, why we want to call to order all the peacemakers and say, well, how y'all doing? Y'all need some support? You need some drumming? Shall we drum or dance the nails off? What shall we do in the woods that we renew ourselves and recharge ourselves to be able to see things more clearly? than from the TV screen to the phone screen and back again. We have to take a time to figure out where the center is, and that's what makes so powerful the medicine wheel. But you tell me what you know. Did that make sense to you, that you absolutely could could correlate what you're learning about the medicine wheel to your relationships? Excuse me, Yvonne. You have yes, another one online. We have another one online. Yeah, that would be Earth Mama. Hi. All right. There she is. There she is. Yes. Wonderful. Welcome. Yeah, somebody from Buffalo on, too. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, it's a widening circle, and uh, Earth Mama, be welcome. Welcome. We were just talking about to the young lady. We mentioned the medicine wheel. She's from Brooklyn, and uh, her studies now, graduate studies, are taking her into. I, I'm not going to say, but I think in indigenous work and anthropology and, and why we should learn exactly what this um, this conversation hopefully is about, why we should learn from the ancient traditions and customs of all of each other's people, not just our own, all of each other's people, because we are the peoples of the world. we got to get this oneness thing going on, <laughs> you know, and stop being in such a divide. It's okay to have little campgrounds and campfires, but, you know, uh, the divide is not good. So, Earth Mama, now that you've joined us, um, I'm going to ask you to just to introduce yourself as you will. I've already put out there, as you well know, that you're sitting in the south for us uh, in the core group. You sit in so many other areas for, for the kindred personally as the, the website and many things that we're always complimented on. Earth Mama, we presenting to you is that person that really brings what your your eyes, the visual. I love that she works so well with, because I can say an idea, and she said, okay, I'll go look over here. <laughs> and next you come up with just the glory of what you see for those that have visited the website. So I was going to say just, you know, introduce yourself into the kindred. The, the original question out here was, what brings you to the kindred? And, of course, you and I have known each other a long time, so this is taking up a lot of your time to do the work that you're doing for the kindred and what what brings you to that beloved unity without a doubt unity you know uh, we live in an area here it's kind of bounced around a little bit you know my boys and I we lived in the Chattanooga area first um, we lived there for about 12 13 years and then we you know briefly moved out to Springfield Missouri and now we're out here in the Asheville area and um you know, one thing that I've noticed with my boys coming home from school or from work, whatever you know the case may be, that something that really bothers them is the fact that they're you know racism and that sort of thing is so heavy mm. um, in an area like this. You know because we do live you know in a very small kind of remote town, not immediately in Asheville but outside of Asheville, and as open and free and you know, uh, community is the town of Asheville itself, you know, presents itself to be. Those surrounding areas, not so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it 
to me, it's a matter of unity. I've raised my children to not see skin color. You know, we all bleed the same color. Bottom line, plain and simple. And, you know, we really need to learn how to set aside it. You know, not just um, color of skin differences, uh, but we need to set aside, you know, cultural or or uh, religious differences, you know, mm-hmm. and come to the same table, come to a common ground. No matter who you talk to out there, you can find a common ground with them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just take that time to do so. And that's pretty much my mission is helping folks find that common ground. Mm-hmm. I've walked the path of peace for a long time, and, you know, I, I don't have any problems with anybody. Mm-hmm. So, because I find that common ground, mm-hmm. and that's what you build on. Don't focus on the differences. Instead, look for the commonalities. And, and you don't it, say that easily. The, yep, you don't say that easily as my report as your witness. Because you're a mother bear of of three cubs, and if somebody cross you about your children, you know what I'm saying. That 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 fire will come up. But you are right. You'll stick in it. You'll stick in it until the conversation is done, and that's what it takes sometimes, you know. And that's what we're seeing now is the article that you put up, which I love, girl. You know, uh, I, it was too early. I was just having my coffee and saw Trump on the Kendra. I said, "What?" <laughs> and so I read it, and wow. Powerfully, it speaks to exactly what you're saying that um, a large part, I think, of all of our dedication to this kindred and to the concept of kindred. Again, it's not the Mickey Mouse stuff, there's not a joining here. There's, as uh, as Bernie would say, there's a movement afoot. And whether it's uh, political for some or spiritual for others, no judgment. But we do say you have to keep it moving. And this thing of, of racism and all the things that our parents and grandparents lived through and that's now resurfacing to the conversation in a big way, um, we can't really, yeah, we, it's, it's our responsibility as, as the Native American elder just said there on the video. It's our responsibility not to leave that to our children or our grandchildren or the next seven generations and whatever we can do, whatever we can do to mend hearts and look for that common ground. It's, I, in my opinion, it's good, it's good work. I wake up, yep, I wake up joyful to do it. And so um, I, we do want to speak about the um, the elder we connect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just put a pin in it for one second so I can welcome in the sister from Buffalo and acknowledge her since she pressed that one. Maybe she had a comment on something we've spoken about so far. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Sister Goodness. Mm-hmm. I say, I pull it in the house. Buffalo, Get up, girl. How you doing? I'm doing very, very well. And I just want to say um, peace and love and blessings to all the sister queens on the phone, on the line, um, to Queen Mother Pharrell and elders. May I have permission to speak? I say. I say. Um, I just wanted to to say that I've been listening, you know, for quite a while before I pressed one. I just wanted to, you know, check out the conversation. And I really want to just thank you for the post that you put on Facebook. It floored me. It had me in tears. I really Mm. appreciate that. Mm. That was so beautiful when I saw that. Mm. You know, I've been listening uh, for like the last three Sundays now, ever since Brother Kamal had connected us. Mm-hmm. And I've been encouraging other sisters from the 716 to call in as well, you know, to support or listen in. And, um, you know, every Sunday I'll still be doing the same. 
Gotcha. You know, whether I'm listening or I catch it, I will still be trying to encourage, uh, you know, more women and more people from our city to listen in and to be informed. And I'm I'm listening to uh, the Kendrick. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was going to say, that's potent stuff for you, girl. I know you chewing yeah. on that. What you got to say yeah. on the Kendrick concept? What, what's drawn me to it is, like, uh, you know, I've always believed in Kendrick spirits, and a lot of people may think that's a myth or, you know, might not know what that is, but you don't have to be related to somebody to, you know, be a Kendrick spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's a relative in a whole other realm, so... I believe in that, and I'm drawn to it on a spiritual level, on a sisterhood level, on a unification level. I share. All of the above. And uh, uh, oh. mm-hmm. what's, what's her name? What's her name? Mother Earth? Queen Mother Earth? <laughs> we have Queen Mother for real, and then we have Earth Mama, who's holding it down okay. over there at the bottom of Cold Mountain. She just spoke a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's what I was listening to, and... I really like to recite poetry uh, more so than, you know, keep chitter-chattering and taking mm-hmm. up your time. But I was thinking of, <laughs> Do it then, girl. What, I was thinking of what sort of piece can do that would tie into this conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of the tribes and the natives and going back to the heritage and how we really practice uh, love, um, I thought of a piece that I wanted to do. And it's called Writing is My Pleasure. So I just wanted to give y'all a little bit of it, whatever I can remember so far. So this is what it is. Writing is my pleasure. But for my people, it was a privilege. Stripped of our culture, our language, and forced to speak English. Infested with this illness. Peep the realness. This sickness, it came from the other persuasion. Against the law for you to learn or even teach blacks to write. Abducted in this nightmare, but for my people, it was reality. And so I write to ease the pain, to free your souls, which is a part of me. Giving justice to your name, forever written a part of history. Harriet, Mahalia, Maya Angelou, and Ruth C., you have inspired me. Paying homage to the victories of great women and men. Writing is my pleasure to lift your names with my pen. Speaking of whites who's out for blood and quick to sell, white blood cells, invasion, disinfestation that the natives know oh so well. You're in my bloodline, so I write these lines just for you to tell your tales. Poetic justice for the brave heart the running wolves, and the Apache, the Blackfeet, who are the grassroots, which also is a part of me. Writing is my privilege for those rape snatched and or pillaged from their nations and or villages. Having respect for, holding respect for, your journey, giving respect where it is due. Writing is my pleasure to write these words just for you. Mm-hmm. Hiawatha, Dr. King, Rosa Parks, and Pocahontas, it is my pleasure and a privilege giving respect and paying homage. Angela Davis, 
was the bravest when she stood up to lead this fight. Until this day, Marvin Gaye, his music reeks of civil rights. Mm-hmm. Right is my pleasure. It is a gift given by God. Writing is my pleasure about a people who survived against the odds. Get em. Get em. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, we're just going to have to get you up there. I was, I said it at the beginning of the show when we were listening to my beautiful songbird sister uh, on her piece, Giving Back, you know, which she's, she's another one. Y'all could just go and slam it down and kind of like hosting one of the mistresses of ceremonies of inner attainment. And your 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 words, beloved, are so moving, you know, and it's true. You know, it's true, and Thank that's, that's what hits all of us. You know, I thought about all the Native American, uh, or not, yeah, Native Americans that let their children that they shipped off to these boarding schools, and they, you know, they, they didn't want them to read, they didn't want them to write, and 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 so it's true. And, you know, we know what the the Negroes went through in terms of that and legalities and having to sign things with an X and stuff like that, and so. This is very real, maybe not for the young people who, who live in a different period of time now, but it sure is real what you speak. Ashe. Thank you. Thank y'all so much for even allowing me to speak. I, I thank y'all, and, you know, I look up to you ladies, and I look forward to learning and soaking up whatever I can. Good indeed. And so I hope you stick around because in a minute as uh, Earth Mama and I talk a little bit more about this wheel of community organizing, there's some spots open that we're still looking for and ways in which, you know, you can find your lane. I say right off, you're going to be in the Griots Village where the spoken word and storytellers and musicians and artists of all kind will gather and give good food and good medicine for the people such as you just spoke for, for you know, to us. That is just so wonderful. Thank you. And, uh, mm-hmm. So oh, hang out, hang out, hang out. Sure, Don't go nowhere. So and hopefully, yeah, text some people. Some people know how to do that. Stay on the phone and text some people. Because I know, like, Nina, yeah, Nina, like lots of people say they're going to be here, and then they have busyness. You know, life is about busyness. That's one of the processes that we're in. Uh, Earth Mom and I can talk about it a little bit because she 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 lives in the world of, my goodness, that's saying, oh, you're too busy, you're too busy. How can anything get done? And so I think that's got God's example for all of us that if there is a way for the busiest, busiest of us to stay focused and to, to, to hold fast to the mission, then we can share that. We can share that in love with each other. So, uh, uh, Earth Mama, oh, are you still Lisa. there? Hello. Hello. Earth, Hi, I, um, I wanted to comment on a poem that I just heard. Oh, please do. This is our daughter from Brooklyn, right? Huh? Yes, what did you think about that? Wasn't that awesome? Yeah, it was because I was just reading um, Frederick Douglass's um, slave narrative. And basically, wow. the most dangerous slave was an educated slave, which is why exactly. um, they didn't want right. slaves to learn how to read. Because once mm-hmm. a slave was able to read and recognize that the state in which he was living in was, you know, uh, unjust mm-hmm. and. Um, I know that Frederick mm-hmm. Douglass, once he discovered the word abolitionist, mm-hmm. uh, there was no way that he could remain a slave. And so 
I just I just was really uh what's the word? I guess intrigued by the poem because I liked how you um, you know, incorporated all different writers and from different um time periods and what you can see, I mean, the common thread between each of them is this, this um, determination, um, this kindred spirit that that writing, um, that I guess could, that they, this kindred spirit um, connects them through their writing, through the use of you know language, rhetoric, and and, and uh, voice. I say. And so, um, if, I mean, if we don't, if we didn't have these works from you know Maya Angelou, um, we wouldn't be able to speak on them. She wouldn't be able to, you know, we wouldn't even write this poem. So I right. really do love how um, you talked about writing, how it, it is a privilege, and um, I'm glad that you know now that our people we are able to write, and so that I mean, I think that it's great that you are basically answering a call to. Um, you know, slaves and um, un- unsung people who weren't un- who were unable to learn how to write and read and voice their opinions oh. about what's going on as well. Because um, I know we we're just talking about racism, and um, as I think I'm not sure if it was you, you talked about you know your three sons and how you know they combated racism, and I really was just I don't know concerned because the way this election is going. Um, I, I don't know if if our if the responsibility of you know the elders is, is is it going to I don't know endure this this election because um, Donald Trump is spewing you know hatred and xenophobia and how I mean I I really don't know how we be able to shield you know children from racism from the from the effects of it because. Um, you know, this election period is pretty much revealing. Well, it's already it's already been exposed, but now it's becoming more in the forefront, and we're just forced exactly. to deal with it. And so, right. And and I'm going to say, and this is a great lead into the elder reconnect and some of the things that the elders are taking back up in conversation. And mm-hmm. we strongly, I strongly suggest that you read that article on the Kendrick page uh, about. Donald Trump, because Donald Trump wow. is only having the conversation that thousands of people attending his yes. rally and shopping yes. with us at Walmart are thinking. He's like a Joan Rivers. I said it earlier today. Donald Trump is only a mouthpiece, and that's why the woman in the article was giving thanks to God that he opened his belligerent mouth. <laughs> so that all of these hidden things under the rug that keeps, that sneaks up on our children and preys on our children. Yeah, they say the racism that they're told yes, exposed to the light. Yeah, it's exposed to the light. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and the awakening, the great awakening is happening, and everybody is very aware. And I'm glad that you brought that up, Sister Queen from Brooklyn, about mm-hmm. um, the writing and things of that nature. Because when I wrote that piece, blacks were prohibited from reading and writing. And wow. not only that, I had to rethink it. I had to rethink it. Even the men in the South didn't want their women to read and write. because, mm-hmm. And like you said, the most dangerous slave was an educated slave. Yeah. And a woman, a far greater, a fierce, a fierce, a fierce educated woman. That's mm-hmm. that's 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 a weapon to be you know to reckon with. So, mm-hmm. and then even with yeah. the racism, even with the racism, being that it is so up in the forefront now, the police brutality, everything that's mm-hmm. going on, 
with all of these things, modern-day lynching, modern-day slavery. There is no more hiding it. There's no more sweeping it up under the rug, as you yes, said. Yes, yes, exactly. It, 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 yes, exactly. It's coming to light. What you do in the dark comes to light. And mm-hmm. you can only do people wrong for so long. Five years falling of off. trying to be made mm-hmm. a fool of. We are nobody's joke. Mm-hmm. We, we were never nobody. We were never the br- nobody's joke. You know, so with Trump in this election and him being the mouthpiece that he is, bringing out all of this to the light, this should really wake everybody up yeah. to what's right and what's wrong, you know. And when I wrote that piece, writing is my pleasure, it was because we were prohibited from that. And even Maya Angelou said that, you know, and I, that 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 just really, really – Hit home after I wrote it, you know. Mm-hmm. That those ladies, and this is women. This is women history. History month. I say women's mm-hmm. history month. We are the backbone. Of this nation, we are the backbone of this world. We are the world. We gave birth to the world. I say. So we are mm-hmm. the rib of a man, and we can do something that nobody can. We can bring people into Life this world. world. God allows us. We are creators of life, and we are in his image, so we are God, and this this is so powerful, this is so, so, like, wow, my skin crawling, y'all got me all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to say to you right quick that I we saw it, and I stand by it. I saw God, and she's a woman. <laughs> oh, wow. She's a black woman, okay? But, yeah, it went by, and I said, well, isn't that the truth? You know, people don't never think of the divinity. Why, you know, again, like uh, uh, Earth Mama was saying about teaching her, her young people, and it answers the question that our queen from, from Brooklyn was putting out there in terms of, you know, what are our children watching? What are we really trying to teach our children yes. in the face of this news, you know, bombardment, in face of, you know, dead people in a church in Charleston, ain't nobody talking about. Yeah, you know, oh, my God. Of, yeah, these types yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, so the point of it is, is that you point out the awakening and you say these things have to come up. If they don't come up, they can't be healed. If you fall and break your leg, your leg ain't going to be broke for the rest of your life. It will heal itself. If you cut yourself, it will heal itself. But if, if, it, if it's covered up, that's why they tell you take, take the Band-Aid off so it can get some air. If it's coming mm-hmm. up, as as this sordid past of America <laughs> has been covered up or the attempts have been made from the red people to the black people to the Jewish people to every immigrant in here because America is immigrants. And so mm-hmm. if it's covered up to that degree, then it cannot heal. Mm-hmm. And so his tone of bigotry and hate and all of that, you very, I would, and, you know, I have 11 grandchildren. We do mm-hmm. have these conversations because they go to school in Harlem, Georgia, and Aiken, South Carolina, where, again, as, as Earth Mama was saying, it's not, mm, not a day at the beach. Mm-hmm. And so we have that very candid conversation because when you come back to the truth, the truth is God is love or goddess is love and everything else exactly. is fear. Is fear. And you have to point out to them, you know, the different levels of fear and recognize it in the voice of hate of other people. Recognize their fear. How can you win? How can you stay alive? How can you walk away from it? You have to use that gift of discernment in the spirit 
to immediately mm. discern that person's heartbreak, fear, whatever it is mm. that's locking them in. You don't think we know what that is with Trump for whatever. He tells us all the time his father was a Polish immigrant. Whatever. Okay? We all have it. <laughs> we all have our family stories. So whatever. But the point I don't know is, why I'm in on it. You did say, oh, excuse me, you did say mm-hmm. that, half of the, that, that America is immigrants. Even even the other persuasion, they're immigrants. They're mm-hmm. all immigrants. Right. They all came over right. here and bombarded somebody else's nation. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they don't understand that they're immigrants also. This, this but what do we do country. about it? In this conversation of kindred, that's the question on the table, and I don't want anybody to shy away from it because we all have stated mm. the problem and restated the problem. Yes, ma'am. But we say in in all of the divides in the room, what brings us, and Earth Mama put it out there so well, what brings us to the common ground? What brings mm. us to the common ground? Your I'm, poetry I'm, is part of it. Before it skips my mind again, because as you was every time you speak, I'm like, I gotta have this woman. You know, for uh, Women's History Month, I think it's on the 25th, but it'll be posted on the website. We we're dedicating uh, Sister Queen's Rise and Shine that show to uh, many that you've spoken of. You know, I want to get them in there, and I want you to come back and to do that piece again because the the program is called Call Out Her Name, Call Out Her Boom. Name. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sonia yeah. Sanchez, Nikki Giovanni, oh, don't even yeah. make me start. You know, call yeah. out their their names, whoever these mothers are, because they literally lost their life. Barbara Jordan literally le- left this earth, the you know, trying Shakur. to rock the world. Asada Shakur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fannie Lou Fashion. Hamer. Fannie Lou Fashion. Hamer, Rosa Parks. Fashion. I mean, you know, we could just Fashion. go on. And as you said, Pocahontas, all of those uh, uh, tribal mothers, seriously, that, that had to keep a lot of things together. They had to keep the village, the people, and the children together as oh. them and was slaughtered, slaughtered, slaughtered. And many times they were. You know, sometime on another show we'll, we'll talk about that, that amazing weekend we did with Louisa Teach down in uh, near Waynesboro, Georgia, I think. But wherever it was, you know, uh, they had they had mixed it up mm, between the Confederate Army and the black soldiers, and it was a hospital, and on the back was the Uchi Indians. And my Ooh. goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, I just want to tell you, when you tie stones to the bottom of the black man's feet after you get them to smoke the pipe and the peace pipe and all like that and throw them in the bottom of the lake, when women like us came back with drums, it was on. It was on like mm. popcorn. Mm-hmm. It was on like popcorn, but that's another show. Mm. <laughs> it's part of the reasons that I, I guess that was my piece in this evening as to what brings me to Kendrick. Because I, mm. I, I would like to chime in on chime in, you know, chime in. this discussion of the racism, you know, facet. You know, being being a single mom that's lived in you know varying different types of of areas. You know, I went from living. Um, you know, basically in the swamps of Florida uh-huh. to um, living into a nice, quiet, older neighborhood that very much turned into um, a, a, a gang-infested neighborhood um, shortly after Hurricane Katrina had hit New Orleans and they relocated a lot of the uh, New Orleans city element outward and away from the region you know, because of all the damage and destruction. And then, you know, now, of course, moving out here, 
um, you know, in, into basically the mountains of North Carolina. And, you know, where the racism is concerned is it doesn't, it's not just, you know, the whites having a problem with the blacks or the reds or, or the browns, you know, it it's turned around in the other direction as well because I, you know, being a white woman, have been on the receiving end of that. And, you know, finding that common ground, like Sangoma said, you know, the United States of America has is carrying a lot of pain that has been passed down through our ancestors because of the atrocities that we're, you ladies were just speaking of pertaining to how this one group of people came in and just kind of wiped everybody out, you know, set up shop and took over, you know. And um, it, it, that kind of pain has literally come to a point of becoming genetic. You know, it is being passed down through the lineages. And there are black people out there that, you know, they can't stand the sight of the presence of a white person, Mm. you know, um, Mm. because they're carrying that pain from their ancestors. Mm. I have a question. Um, I I definitely agree that there are black people carrying this pain because, I mean, we're, they have never been allowed to heal. Um, the black people have always been um, the victims of, of systematic uh, racism. And I think that, you know, some people have privilege that doesn't allow them to empathize or sympathize with, you know, the plight of being black um, in America. And so um, I, I just have, I'm, I know I'm, I'm just. Uh, What's your question? My, my 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 question is um uh how can um how can black people be racist Oh, but they oh, but they are, beloved. I'm going to tell that, and that's what I was going to say to um, Earth Mama, who brought up such a good point, because from from the wait, perspective wait, of how can they be racist if um, I'm going to answer you never, if you let me. I'm going to okay. answer you if you let me. <laughs> the Agungun priest and me will do it because there, you know, the the subject matter we we stepped into now is called post traumatic slave disorder, and someone mm-hmm. mentioned Frederick Douglass, and if you go and follow up any of Dr. Umar Johnson, well-spoken in all four segments of Hidden Colors, you will have more of that vibration that says these things are locked, exactly what she just said. It is in our genetic, the babies that we're making now, and their genetic coding. And so I didn't understand it either. Here's the story I'm going to give you so that you understand it plain. This was a woman, Trudy Adams, that worked with my mother, Ibarra Tarun, and they worked for the Low Country Council of Governments in a white office down there at Point South in, in South Carolina. And, Trey, and Trudy was one of the, the people that um, uh, Earth Mama speaking of, a black person that hated the sight of white people, hated the free sight of them, but she worked with them all day. She got window panes and things for the white elderly people out there in the rural area. She did her job, but in her heart, it was it was, it was just beyond. And, and you know her being a pretty good friend of my mother's, I, I, I watched it. I asked the questions that we're all asking of each other now, and I thought, wow, how, how is that possible? She lived out in Roundo, around, yeah, Roundo by Walterboro out there in South Carolina. And so when she finally came toward her culture, which led to a roots reading, in the African village of the story of her people 
from Africa to America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so most of those little journeys, disgusting as they were of captivity, near three to six months, they moved them pretty quick from the island of glory to, to the West Indies and up, pretty quick. But not her people. Her people were on the boats for three years. And in her veins, in her DNA, in her cellular memory, that 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 don't die. That 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 I'm not going to you know declare that to eternity. But I am going to say, oh, here's how the healing came unto her children's children. So what happened? You say, how does that hit the floor? And we all make it good. What happened? She had two sons, and both of them decided to marry women who were um, European. <laughs> and so what happens then? When now your grandbabies carry both of the races. That is what I said when the people were shot in Charleston. May they rest in peace. I said, what in the world are the the, the black and white parents going to tell their children tonight? Who's going to be the bad guy? Who's going to be the good guy? And are we going to fall into the victim discussion and not find a way out? You know, because this is a discussion, and it's hurting our children. What happened to the Jews, the Holocaust, my God, the, the house arrest of the Hawaiian royalty to take that as a state for the United States? I'm telling you, America don't have a pretty past. It doesn't, but we're here, and we ain't got no fast flights to Venus or Mars. We're here. And so it behooves us, rather than to continue the behavior of a Donald Trump, which is to incite old wounds, throw salt in old wounds, I find that to be a waste of, of, of time and energy. Excuse me. Sure, yeah. that is true, because the devil can't yeah. bring up your past. He can't okay, bring we have an announcement from Queen Mother there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'm trying to get to you. you got to listen. I hear you. Uh, the sister uh, was four or one three. Uh huh. Get on. All right, all right. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna hear more. She's a stout one. Please welcome. I think it's Lori. I'm not sure who it is. Yeah, because the sisters, I'm gonna say this while while the queen mother is finding our, our friend here. He's on. He's on. Okay, great. So let me say this before you speak, beloved. We welcome you to the show. This is a sacred discussion. Unlike any other blog, talk, radio, we try as much as we can to put our listening bowls in the middle and respect the talking stick that is moving around this this technology. Because if I was sitting with you in any of your living rooms, I would really try to hold that sacred with the same candle I'm looking up at in this instance, but I would really try to hold that. Because as I think our queen from Brooklyn said earlier, these certainly are not easy discussions. They're, 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 they're just not. And so we, we, we call all of our grandmothers in. Normally we open with a prayer, uh, you know, to sit with us. Sit with us in the, in, 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 the, in the wonderful sisterhood of the wise woman. All right. Welcome to our, our, our caller that wants to speak there, 413. Is she there, Queen Mother? She, her, her line is live. 413, okay. you're on. She raised her hand. Mm-hmm. She's been holding for a, a and I while. I will say she's out there kind of in the wilderness in Massachusetts. I, I don't think her signal is so good as she might have her phone on mute. But, Lori, as you can hit the button again, maybe the ear can see you and and come in. 
So I have already I, opened her line up. You've already opened her line, so something's not yeah. working on her signal and out there where she is. Um, well, I think I, I would like to finish um, yes, do. the point that I was making before the young lady asked her question. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you, Sangoma, for stepping in with the answer on that because mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you put it very eloquently. Mm-hmm. Um, the the point that I want to make, you know, with all of this, um, you know, it, there is, you know, racism across the board. Uh, there is pain being carried across the board. And the one mm-hmm. thing that I would really like the um, uh, people of color in the greater community to remember is, you know, where... Uh, as Caucasian folks are concerned, um, myself personally, my ancestry has been traced all the way back to the Celtic tribes, the Germanic Celts. Okay? Mm -hmm. And in all honesty and reality, those of us who have lineage that trace back that far, the same thing was done to our ancestors as was done to Mm -hmm. your ancestors. However, it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, whereas the black community and the Native American community, it was just within the past couple hundred years. And with that said, I, I, I have to say that where the, the black community and the Native American community are concerned, you guys are ever so fortunate because you still have access to your cultural heritage, to your ancestral teachings, whereas people like myself, we're not so much. The large majority of our cultural heritage and ancestral teachings has been lost throughout history. Mm. And so we're kind of left in a situation where we have to piecemeal something together you know, uh, me personally, I do not stand in any particular religion. I do not stand in um, any particular culture. However, I am tremendously drawn to the Native American culture because it is how I feel. I don't go with my mind. I don't think and make choices with the mindset. I do it with the heart set. Okay. And it is how the Native American culture does that is calling to my own heart. Mm-hmm. You know, living in in um, uh, nature, in, you know, reverence of nature and living in balance with nature and with your fellow mankind. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of kids out there that I'm finding that are, you know, my children's ages, my oldest son's age, kind of flitting about, <laughs> trying to find some place where they plug in, where they fit, and they are looking for that. They seem to be drawn to that um, tribal-type nature of things, you know, all of these Earth Skills events and different types of festivals that have and teach those sort of things going on. That's where these kids are being drawn. And we need to take that opportunity in an event like Four Tribes for Peace and give them kids some direction, you know, get the elders to step up, and say, hey, you know, what are you drawn to? Okay, here's a teacher for you over here. I and get these kids something to go on. Their hearts are in the right place. 
they just don't have the access to, like I said, the the, the cultural teachings and ancestral teachings that, you know, the other communities do. This is a big part of why we need to really bring all of this together. Can I jump in here? Because that was great, and it made me think of the um, Young People's Elders Dinner at the end of the Art of Mentoring gathering there in September where they, they you know, they have, of course, the kitchen that serves it, but they set up our dinner room and they served us and sat down to eat with the elders, and then they got to ask questions of the elders, and they didn't know who was going to answer them unless they asked specifically for a specific elder, but they got to answer questions about love and life and making hard choices. And I'd like to, you know, just put a note in that for Four Tribes for Peace that, you know, one of those evenings we actually do that because it was it was phenomenal what happened in that room and I about myself being in training we're on the way where we're going this week to Massachusetts. We you know, we weren't set to speak a, a cultural protocol that we're familiar with as the Yoruba where, you know, when you're new to the room like that or in training or something like that, you got elders oh, twenty years you're seeing you or ten years you're seeing you're not really opening your mouth. So it was my good fortune to be able to see that interchange and, you know, and its purity and what the what the youth asked, what the elder asked and why they answered that way. And then, of course, if any of the other elders wanted to add something, they could. We should go back to that because we keep talking about what the young people don't have and what, you know, what we're saying with the Four Tribes for Peace and the planning of it is that we have to begin to look to the solutions, queens. This is what queens do. We make a way out of no way. We vision. We explore. We have conversations like this. And as, as we were all speaking, I was thinking, wow, how would this be going if we were all on the earth in a kiva and a sweat lodge together just really praying and shaking rattles? Because I've been there with who have the same concerns on their hearts that, that we have all spoken here tonight. And these are for a transformative, you know, transformative uh, ceremonies that our indigenous mothers and fathers have left to us, particularly among the uh, Native American uh, culture, the African culture, uh, animus, animus, who believe in the spirit of everything, who believe in the power of nature. I was, well, it was so great this morning. I wish I could have gotten that on the camera because they prayed in the name of nature. You know how you always pray in the name of Jesus. I almost jumped out my skin. Prayed in the name of nature, which is equal to God, equal to all that is. You know, we we don't have that power to to send cool breezes through the world or or become you know hundred mile an hour winds of a tornado. We don't. We humans. We humans. We should know our place. And and if we knew, I watched this thing with Orca last night, and, and the whole thing with the killer whales, and we say Amen, and Hallelujah that they're not going to have any more of those shows at SeaWorld for all of the, 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 ooh, just mutilation of God's creatures, you know, and the arrogance of us as humans to really look back now and have these conversations and say, well, that didn't work. That stunk. Look how many people got hurt or died from that and eliminated rather than handed down to our children. Eliminated. Stomp on the ground and pray and eliminate it, you know. And these are the these are the power tools I'm looking, you know, to the queens for this and look around the room and see who's with you. That's that's the power tools that I'm for. I'm not carrying no gun and I'm not trying right. to shout nobody down. I just really want to get on the earth where the real power is and put it to rest. 
put a lot of these these this this pain and fear that people are in, and that's just been perpetrated by the media. That's why I'm not media of that of that nature today, because it's perpetrated. It plays upon the fears of people. Uh, that's why I like Reefa Vendetta to say, you know, uh, people should not be afraid of their governments. <laughs> governments should be afraid of the people. And so because we are lacking tools, we're lacking our wisdom, we're lacking our skills, are we out here in gatherings like Four Tribes for Peace? Before we just get carried off on that on that preaching tone, I'm going to come back to Earth Mama and say, please let us put out there some of the... Um, some of the areas that we're looking for people to write to us about. We've got a couple of things still open in terms of uh, coordinators or managers or vendor coordinators and things. And, you know, whatever you want to put out there, because you know it much better than me and I'm not sitting up in front of the computer. (laughs) Well, yeah, we're definitely looking looking for some more help. Um, We are in the need of um, our, I guess, entertainment coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the need of work traders for sure, you know, to fill in uh, those positions of helping set things up, helping keep things operating, and helping break things down once it's all said and done. Um, what was the other one? Let me think here. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, I we know need a, we need our our bookkeeper. That's a, that's Why? another they thing. Bookkeeping skills. Yeah. Yes, we need somebody with some really solid uh, bookkeeping skills to you know stay on top of you know expenses uh, going out, you know money coming in and that sort of thing. Um, I'm going over here, pulling it up on the four tribes. Well, while you're looking, I'm going to jump in here and say, you know, these are, uh, it's in Isabella, Tennessee. I'm going to give a little background on the event so people say, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so uh, Four Tribes for Peace is an event that um very dear to my heart. I've been pregnant with it for a long time. I, I think I said in one blog or the other. And uh, this year the ancestors say time to roll, this, this for sure. <laughs> you're going to come to the season that is about, you know, a month and some days before an election and no telling where the country you live in will be at. And it'd be best for you to be up in the mountains of Tennessee uh, on very holy land. Uh, The land above the Oconee River there has the Trail of Tears through it and also has Harriet Tubman's trails. I've been there several times. It's just amazing, the setting itself. And inside of that is an amphitheater. This is the home of Camp Reggae, which is an event that's gone on the end of May Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend for at least 20 years, if not better. And uh, and and so we, we thought, well, this is the place to have it. Where can you have an enchanted encampment, like a small world or Disney World where people can just come? Because if anyone's ever been to the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Fest, you know, that was my greatest model, really, having lived in New Orleans for about nine years. Uh, you, if you go to the Jazz and Heritage Fest, whatever you like. <laughs> you like gospel, go to the gospel tent. You like, you know, Tina Marie, go on over there. You like with the African dance, go on over there. And so I thought, what, you know, that's what the people need. The people really need to be in a place of celebration and empowerment and dialogue, dialogue. Yes, there are going to be people who are as angry as Trump in the room, and there are going to be people who are as far to the left as uh, as Bernie as yesterday there are. And conversations much like we've had tonight will be on the table. 
And so uh, these uh, various uh, areas that we would like uh, people to come to work trade is an amazing thing. I think that's how people really find their talents of of the the quote uh, that I used here, how to give up the boss and the J-O-B, is that through work trade you're able to attend a gathering and uh, there's a certain amount of hours that you give service to the community of the of the event that, as, uh, you know, your registration to come in. There's other gifts. I love from Firefly, we're going to have gift currency, hopefully, where uh, all types of seeds to plant and fruit trees and stuff. Or, you know, sometimes the nurseries donate things, the little crippled sick plants, and, and not so much because all the ones I got from Firefly were wonderful, but that kind of thing. So this is what we're saying in a nutshell because it's not a job interview and it's not a resume needed. It's really a part of as as our queen from Brooklyn was saying earlier, um, if, in fact, you want to try that on, how to live in a village concept or how to go to greater levels of honor and, and of our agreements and how we maintain our agreements, what's our level of integrity today, you know, uh, what's our definition of love today, you know, and, and, and come forward, then we say it could be something you want to attend. It's a very nice area of the Sassafras Ridge. It's beautiful, beautiful country. So uh, you were looking at something up, Earth Mama. Yeah, uh, we also need a, a nice, solid site coordinator, somebody that's got some real good experience with uh, mm-hmm. coordinating, you know, the logistics of a festival site. And mm-hmm. then um, another extremely important coordinator we need is one for the youth village. I should. I was going to that too, child care and youth village and you know, all those activities that we want to pass down, those conversations around the campfire when, you know, they're at that awkward age where they really can't be left unattended around the night fires and they should have a, a teen camp, which is what we call it a lot at the Earth Skills around, so a teen camp. And they have all kind of camouflage and, and different uh, strategic events in the woods of survival. It's awesome. I love our youth programs. And so uh, we, it's a family event, and we know that there's some there for everyone. We want to just um, exemplify as many cultures as we possibly can. I wanted us to build one of those Chinese dragons together to have a parade and, you know, who, whatever it is. We have a belly dancer coming, my TT maker. She's, she's very talented from Kentucky where we're doing our Women's Weekend on Mother's Day. Um, she's a very talented young lady, Joan Condolino. And uh, there are so many good people, as we said, the voice that you heard at the top of the show, uh, Michaela Ayurendi. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? She's like a Lauren Hill and a Harriet Tubman built into one body, just a ball of fire. And probably Earth Mama could tell you a little bit more because she's been uh, assisting her as well with, with web technology. But uh, So there are great people, and we're not sure how it's going to go. You know, I, I go to a number of gatherings. They each have concentrations, which is why, you know, we're doing this one. Like in Kentucky, they're worried about fracking and mountaintop removal. So they have activists that come and speak through dinner every evening, and that's fabulous as well. They have, you know, some of their own regional music. And so each of the these uh, people that we're going to reach out to that we've been teaching and going to their gatherings for years, we're, we're going to see how we all do in the room, you know, and it's my hope that everybody steps in with love and peace in their heart and, and are thirsty, are hungry and thirsty 
to know what are the tools that, that we come to receive about diffusing anger and diffusing pain and moving through the resolution of duality. Are we mad today and in love tomorrow? What, what are we doing, you know? And so I, I, I put that forward. Um, I, there might be some thoughts. We've been moving right through this. We were supposed to have Life Vantage come on and talk to us a little bit about um, oxidative stress and uh, some products. But are there any queens on the phone that, you know, want to chime in here in terms of any of the parts we've talked about or the ongoing conversation, as we love to say, the conversation is still waiting to be had. Oh, well, I just wanted to say now, this event is in September. It is in September, right on the equinox. I was going to say at the beginning of that, that that is the crossing ground for my father who left at that particular time in 1999. Oh, wow. So that was a very, very strong hit for me as an Oludoye. I come from the Jegu people. They said they knew us by our level of celebration and decor. You knew if you were coming upon our village. And so, yes, in his name, we put we put it right to that particular season, the fall equinox. Okay, and is it going to be in New York or where is it going to be? No, in it's going to be in Isabella, Tennessee. And someone told me today, uh, Daniel Four coming to bring ancestral medicine, how we do ritual for honoring the spirits of the place, said he had trouble with the, the GPS and the technology on Isabella, Tennessee. He was asking for the nearest town, which I know to be Ducktown. And I believe it's about two or two and a half hours from Asheville. It's really, really kind of in that little net where where North Carolina and Tennessee and Georgia come in together there. It is down in the mountains. And there because, again, the trail of Harriet Tubman and the trail of tears go through there. It's pretty oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you'll see more about it. There is a Facebook community for Tribes for Peace. We want to bring attention to that for those of you that haven't yet because it is, you know, just two hours. And I don't do a lot of commercials, but uh, there are, for all of our events, Facebook pages. And usually, I'm pretty sure by coming to one, you can get to another um, for the Kindred, for for Tribes for Peace, for the Kentucky Grandmother's Wisdom Weekend, um, the the Sisterhood of the Buffalo Soldiers, which I'm, like, so excited about. Um, and so, you know, and that's why we put the website out there, kindredofsangoma.org. We were just in, in, in the groundingness of trying to do our calendar, get it updated and stuff, so that women certainly have, and men too, have a little bit of a tab, like, I don't know where she is. <laughs> but you can look on her website and see, you know, and it's bound to be wherever I am. That's what you know by the nature of it. It's an exposure of things that some people really don't know exist. They really don't know what we're doing in the woods. And and believe me, there have been uh, uh, African-Americans, let me get this in, let me get the commercial for them in there, that have tried down in Tuskegee. They've tried. But the bourgeois was so high. It's like why I don't have, um, I'm just now moving into sisterhood to say, oh, okay, I got to have it. <laughs> I got to have those tools. I got to know how to do that. But before that, they were like, oh, girl, please, I'm not going to lay in no tent nowhere. You know, call me back when you're at the Holiday Inn. And they were very serious about that. And, of course, we have a lot of women out here today now (laughs) that, you know, camping and, you know, their various choices of appearance might not go together. 
because there's a high maintenance thing out there. And so we don't, again, no judgment, no judgment at all. But I say the report is, and I think that Earth Mama would agree, is that out in that nature reconnection, in the nature reconnection, no matter how short it is, if it's just a, a, a full day, we have full day passes available because we know not everybody can just kick up and come for four, four days and three nights. You know, that's everybody can't do that. But there are day passes. And, uh, you know, come and reconnect and, and, and step out of that matrix for a minute. When in doubt, that's why I took Morpheus down off of the <laughs> kindred page this evening. When in doubt as to, like, what life is out like on the other side of the fence where it's not all this hustle and bustle and phones ringing and somebody you got a text back and all like that, where that ends, that ends. So that is, yeah, so that is the old people told me you can hear that still, quiet voice within. You can, you can get down in that secret place of the most high in your inner thoughts and in the in the conversations that have to be had because we're so busy trying to jump into the conversations of other folks' drama in emergency rooms that we're not even sure of our conversations from our own higher being, our own uh, mothers and fathers that raised us. Are they pleased with us or are they um, embarrassed in all, most days? That's how I look at people with the high profanity. <laughs> I'll be like, wow. I mean, there's some people up in heaven embarrassed that you going on like that. That's they raise you proper. You know, and what is proper? Now we have to go to Julia. exactly the question Queen from Brooklyn asked. What is proper now? <laughs> where where are we at with the baby mama and baby daddy? It's a lot to be sorted out here. And the conversations have to be had. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it, is my report. <laughs> any other um, thoughts here before we go to the announcements and, and the round of anything that we missed in trying to bring clarity to um, this model of uh, kindred? What is it to be in a kindred concept without family and neighbors and community for the greater political element this year? How are we going to be in kindred? Because we can't stay enemies. That is a no-win situation for our children. Let me say that again. We can't stay enemies because that is a no-win situation for my grandbabies. So I I know that that's why it's called Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. (laughs) Because if anyone is capable of the Nefertiti type of thinking or, you know, the higher levels of it, it, it certainly, that's what goodness spoke to us about, you know, the origin of, of, of we, the carriers of life itself, and bring it forth. Yes, indeed. I'm sure. I'm sure that we're coded for the job, or we wouldn't still be here. Look at the babies we bury. As sure as each of us is still here, we have missions, and we support one another in trying to sort those missions out, and we forgive ourselves and forgive each other for, you know, for any of our shortcomings, because we all have them. That's the bottom line on that. Well, you know, you had mentioned earlier that you wanted to talk about the Elder Reconnect. I wonder yes. if you yes, still ma'am. wanted Good to. Yes, good timing. Mm-hmm. This is that moment, beloved. 
What are you looking forward to of the elders uh, gathering on your land as the first gathering for an intention that you've held for a while and been friends to many of us elders and supportive, 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 always supportive and respectful of your elders. What What are you really looking forward to as we come to that weekend in April? Well, on, on that personal selfish level, because I've been so blessed to have been surrounded by so many elders that, you know, have essentially come to become family to us just getting to see everybody is what I'm excited about. <laughs> but um I'm I'm really excited about um, you know, having such diversity, you know, it all in one space and everybody discussing those solutions that you were uh, mentioning earlier pertaining to, you know, what are we going to move forward with from here? You know, what can we put together um, regarding Four Tribes for Peace that is going to, you know, plant those seeds with the younger generations and, um, you know, guide them, the younger generations, in a direction that is going to help make a substantial enough shift to create the more beautiful world that we are all seeking. I say. Yes, ma'am. And I, too, I have some of these elders, uh, Grandmother Joanne, if she makes it, and uh, I'm looking forward to Baba Stone. Uh, I believe Frank's going to try and bring Baba Yona, we heard, uh, that a wonderful Cherokee elder at Firefly and just kept, couldn't wait right then as we were leaving his presence. I'm like, I can't wait till the next time I get to sit with that Bob again because he had just really good ground-level stories, you know, of where Cherokee is at this point, veteran in the service, a lot of America things, America things, and why he was even hesitant to come out there with the, with the little hippies up in the mountains, he said. So, yes, when the elders come to the campfire and we all are, you know, comfortable. It's a rich thing. I've been there. And um, it's interesting to me because each of us, like, uh, tell me again, um, Grandmother Joanne's uh, ethnicity. She's not Panamanian. What were you telling me? No, she's actually um, half Irish, half um, Native American. Mm-hmm. She's the the type of Native American come from the... Um, the island of Puerto Rico, I don't remember that tribal name, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But her her mother was from Puerto Rico, her father was from Ireland. Mm-hmm. And um, she grew up right there, in, you know, on uh, in New York City. And, um, you know, it raised her own children on Long Island and then eventually mm-hmm. moved to uh, Florida, which is where she became best friends with my first elder and teacher, um, which was Reverend Richard Daynell, um, Mm -hmm. known as Pops, you know, (laughs) and um, before he got, he got up there in his years and before he passed away, he told her, keep an eye on that one, meaning me, and and she Mm -hmm. has, she's been right here by our side. You know, ever since we left Florida, she's always, you know, wherever we lived, she was always the first one to come visit us and spend time with us. Um, our, our 
family's memories are rich with camping trips with her and, you know, going out and doing, you know, the different things that you would usually do with your grandparents. My kids don't really have grandparents. So, you know, their grandparents are the grandmothers, you know. Right. And, um, yeah, she's just, she's, she learns from the same teacher that taught, um, what was his name, John, he had the show on television, oh, I'm so terrible with names, and I apologize for that, uh, he had the show on television where um, he talked to people's ancestors after that, Crossing Over, remember mm-hmm. that show? Yes, I do. Um, that gentleman's teacher was also her teacher, mm-hmm. and um, she's a numerology expert, uh, she has her own um, numer- numerology system, and um, she actually reads professionally in uh, the Harry Potter section of Universal Studios mm-hmm. down there in Florida. Um, she's just she's just a ball of energy. She really is, and and a ball of joy. That very I, I don't think for all the years that I've known her, maybe. Once or twice has she not been laughing and giggling and, you know, bringing that lighter energy into any space where she's mm-hmm. at. So mm-hmm. It's true. And, uh, you know, we, we've spent good times with her over there in Florida and also up in the mountains, and it's good energy. Um, that 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 we're calling, we have. I'm going to put a plug for my friend Nick, my brother Paulie, uh, who is providing the food, music for the mouth. Wow, this brother does all of my music and put music on this phone right here. And uh, he wants to have a food truck. Speaking of giving up the boss, and he's been one of those, you know, from McDonald's to this restaurant to that gas station. And but he's an amazing cook, an amazing cook. Uh, of course, Italian descent. So we'll certainly be well fed. Your property, of course, is beautiful there, nice uh, bamboo area, and uh, looking forward to the elders sitting on that medicine wheel that you're creating and holding at the bottom of Cold Mountain, which, again, is another show, boy, all of the history uh, that goes with the land where you sit. So we very much look forward to the elder reconnect. It is in North Carolina. It probably uh, will be coming after this council of the elders gathers, and uh, I don't know when I went to the um, what is it? The U.S. Forum on Social Reform. They would always come when we went to the food sovereignty tent or the Indigenous Native Americans and their political issues. Uh, they come back with a resolution, and I, I really am putting that out there that I hope that uh, we will have enough collaboration in that weekend to put forth a resolution. And and that elders will feel that we are all kindred. I know, as you said in the beginning, that is what connects us, is that we all love you, we love your boys, and we really have become the next of kin to one another. And, and we don't have to, you know, teach from a book a relationship that we have fed and nurtured and, and maintained and honored over the years. So just being and giving the example of that, I'm hoping, is what will get across to um to to our our listeners. And uh I know that Queen Mother would have chimed in here if anyone else hit one, but if you're just joining us and we're in the last half hour of of uh Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. 
And uh, as we put out on the Kindred page, again, we're going to ask people to do check that on Facebook because it's not often that we sit and write a few paragraphs about, well, what is the Kindred? What is it? What is it? It's really a state of mind. And in this time where there are many movements and many factions, many factions, we'll put that plug in there for Divergent, um, we have to get through it for the sake of our children. We have to get through it. And there's no point in carrying the bitterness and hate any further, not to another generation. We have to take a stand. And, you know, I know Queen Mother would chime in here uh, for the Million Mother March. Uh, planned in uh, 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 July, I think, in July 29th in Augusta. And um, we just give a lot of energy to that. We give a lot of energy to the Olori Oshun Ede, Olu Shegun. We miss her presence on this show. And if you're out there listening, we love you. Um, but these are the things that I keep wondering, I, you know, because maybe I go to support too many mothers that are burying their children. Maybe that's the case. And I, I wonder what it is that the other mothers who we so regard the lives of our children, what are we really doing? This is, where is the sisterhood, you know, that one, no child, you know, it, it takes a whole village to raise a child. And it's just unacceptable. It has far in the in the code wherever the books are on motherhood, which I know we have all said at one time or another in our frustration. Why didn't they make no? You know, like they have drivers ed books or something. There ain't no book like that for mothers. And that's why we sing the song there in the village that says, "A mother is more precious than gold that you cannot use money to buy." That should be for the case for every warrior woman, for every mother like my friend Earth Mama who takes her mothering quite seriously. I don't think that there are many mothers that don't, but I think that some of our young mothers, yes, yes, yes. And the way their children are fearing, they need uh, the matriarchs and, and the elder mothers and grandmothers to step up, you know, and say, listen, we're not trying to tell you how to raise your children. However, we can give you a story or two <laughs> about, you know, a few train wrecks in our life that we was on our high and mighty horse all dressed up with the lipstick, too. You know, and these real conversations, as our queen from Brooklyn said earlier, they're not being had. You know, they used to be had in the hair salon and back in the choir room at church or whatever. And no, 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 <laughs> they're not being had now. Everybody, if you go in any room, you see people's face down in little machines. Indeed. 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 So, Queen Mother, can you come in and give us a little word or two about... Uh, the uh, Million Mothers March? Well, actually, <clears throat> Million Mothers March and Pow Wow is on July 29th. Uh, I'm just looking for a picture to put this page out. I have mm-hmm. a Million Mothers March and Pow Wow uh, Facebook page. Oh, great, great. Women that um, want to use their energy in a positive way on the planet to end this uh, slavery, because that's all it is. It's slavery 
children. Mm-hmm. Putting them in a strip ball. I am I am so enjoying the conversation. Um uh more or less uh not up to one hundred percent today, but I'm really enjoying the conversation because we need to support each other. We need to galvanize and around the country uh have uh small or, or community-based groups doing what Earth Mama's doing, doing what you're doing. We need all kinds of pockets where I women said. manifest their abundance in all things. I said. We change the way we look at each other, and we change the way that we connect. connect. With other um, women, because we've been taught for so long to not trust women, you know, and women are this, women are that. So there's so many uh, negative, you know, images of black mothers, black women, and we've got to turn that around, you know, every chance we get, not necessarily negative, but turn it around to a positive. You get a negative uh, thought or a word from someone, turn it around. Help them to see the better day. Yes, I heard a pardon me in there. sounded like someone wanted to speak. Yes. I was saying, Queen Mother said we needed a, 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 pardon me, a what? I couldn't really hear the rest of it. I was just listening. Well, we need a kind word for each other. We need kind, kind treatment for each other. We need to stop thinking the worst because generally the person that thinks it is the one that is creating that world because you don't know what another person is thinking or feeling in their spirit, you know, and that's why, you know, we, we're put on the earth to do good for each other. And if we remember that, then we could have world peace all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Peace begins with the, with us inside. And, uh, you know, these these are the parts that we hold up, we unite in prayer. Um, it's why we are creating all of these Facebook pages because, you know, it's not because we want to create more work for ourselves, but um, it is, as the Aloria stated many times, the cities and states and the queendoms, I'm looking for them. I'm looking for them, and people say they got to speak in the in the poetic language or whatever, or or or, or streams of consciousness. But that's that's the God I am in me today. <laughs> is is that you know? Yeah, we came prepared. We came. We are the ones we have been waiting for. We have to stop looking outside of ourselves for the leaders. We are responsible for choosing our finest words, because once they cross our lips, we can't take them back. And what we've learned, as we're learning now with Trump, is that words wound people. 
they wound another person. They're just like the bullets and the guns and the and the video games and things. Everything is about going into another and exploding their atoms. Really, that's that's like not the map for a more better world that I want to offer down to my grandchildren when I close my eyes. That is not it. And if I'm not clear about anything, I'm really clear about what I have to stand up for before that day. Before that day, I I know that what I have to stand up for, because that's the only way I could go and look God or goddess in the face, really, really. That's just me, though. And so, you know, apparently there's a major ancestral mission on my heart to spread that word and to spread tools of peace and sacred activism and, 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 and really better equip us for the task at hand, <laughs> whether it's at Walmart or if it's at voting day, to better equip us for the task at hand because uh, we're pulling straws as much as Earth Mama said. You know, in some cases where people had no cultural upbringing, they're just grasping at straws out here, and if they can't grasp at no straws, they're going to spend money they don't have. That's crazy. This is not a formula for passing on to a sustainable nothing to children. This is why I always ask, where are our gardens growing? Where's our food? Come on, get real. Everybody waiting for somebody to pull the food stamp card, and then it will get real, won't it? It'll get real in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Sangoma? Yes. Can you hear me? We can. There's my Lori over there in four one three. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I tried to call. To, I said stuff early, but I don't think you could hear me. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just wanted to make a comment about the shortcomings of allies as a as a white person. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, it's really been a challenge trying to work oh, with okay. allies. Um. And I, I have to give a nod to my ancestors at this point who were on at least two sides were Quakers that came here very early. Okay. And, I, and I think so few people realize that the Quakers were really good allies. They came oh, yeah. sort of Native Americans. Um, my great times 10 grandparents opposed slavery in the early 1700s. It was not tolerated. Um, on another side, my great-grandparents came, and um, they came to trade with Massapeque Indians in the Isle of Kent off in the Chesapeake mm. Bay. And uh, Lord Baltimore wanted to take my grandfather's ship to go kill Massapeque Indians, and he refused, and he was put in prison, and my grandmother was given 15 lashes. And um, they never really recovered. 5,000 Quakers were killed by Puritans there. Mm. They were hung. Mm. Their ears were cut off. Hot Mm. iron spikes were driven through their tongues. Mm -hmm. And this is a story I contemplate a lot because I see in today's culture people who want to be allies and are so immersed in their white privilege that they can't see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. And it's been very, very difficult to find good allies. And um, there's too much white splaining and people talking about reverse racism, which I don't believe exists. I heard you <laughs> talk 
earlier, but the thing is you can only have racism if a person has been dominated, and black people have never dominated and persecuted white people. You can have gotcha. you can have prejudice, but you, there's no such thing as reverse racism. What, okay. what, what's called reverse racism is people being pissed off and justifiably so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said it. I said this very thing at one point I did exactly. to a white friend. Yep. I did. I said, honey, you ain't never pulled none of your people down from no trees at the end of a rope. And so there's some areas you're just going to have to give up. (laughs) Exactly. So Mm -hmm. that's not reverse racism, that's trauma, as you said. I heard you say that. But but people Mm -hmm. will call it the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And I just just wanted to say that. Um, I worked a lot with um, Oxford the Occupy movement in Boston and decolonize Occupy. And we had meetings for a whole year trying to educate white people about colonization and racism. And what I found was it didn't matter how much you educated people. People either got it or they didn't. Mm -hmm. And it came from the heart. And the most uneducated people, the people most unfamiliar with the concept of white privilege, um, often would get it immediately. And those, you could beat them over the head with it, and they could have doctorate, master degrees, and they still wouldn't get it because they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do about this. Mm-hmm. If I had resources, I would have a website called Allies Against Racism and figure out some way some kind of survey or test to give to people. <laughs> yes, powerful, 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 powerful. Write it down. I'm so glad to come to your house tomorrow night. Yeah, write that one down because that's the truth. That's the truth, you know, because I too have been in circles of um, really, really there's a shame you know, I know uh, people of European descent that the burden of shame and guilt and, and many who who still, you know, got to be Fox television watching parents right on here, right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, trumpeteers and so and, and so they they are not sure because their community, their tribe, their kindred are open hearts that have been wounded by those uh, divided houses and and, and prejudices and and so forth and so on. And they have to have tools. You know, they have to have tools where to safeguard, where to set boundaries. There's various parts of it um, before I think they can recognize it in the room, which is what you're speaking to, that that, that group, yeah, that, you know, they think, oh, no, they're not talking about me, they're talking about those that got, you know, $100,000 homes and cars and this and that. No, white privilege, you know, it's just like now. I, I say I'm, I'm ready to watch the debates again tomorrow and see <clears throat> after all these debates and all these town meetings, and, and, and yet you have hours with big commercials paying money. And not one iota of what any candidate is speaking to really takes any time with Black Lives Matter, takes any time with uh, the deplorable, the deplorable conditions on the Native American uh, reservations, or or as Bernie Sanders is doing, to really go out there and see the people who now have uh, epidemic proportions of, of diabetes among the children, you know. Yes. And so even 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 Hillary, you know, she'll she'll hit you with that. 
oh, I worked for the defense fund for the children and so forth. Well, tell us now, please, 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 because we're burying our children. Tell us now what you got for it. You know, mm-hmm. and so take up a little time. Take up two or three minutes in any of these debates discussing anything that is real for mothers of any color, of any mm-hmm. color, or, you know, or, or, or the, uh, the communities of colors. These, you know, immigration is one conversation, and this is quite another. And so, you know, this is where we lovingly, I think the answer to part of your question, we lovingly hold each other accountable and hold ourselves accountable. Uh, mm-hmm. to the real conversations. And I don't know about you, you know, some people, I think I said that to you in another conversation, I give a pass. And other people, they, 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 they don't get a pass. We have to bring that right to, you know, to the intersection. Uh, we both grow a little bit. And it might cost us something. We try to choose our finest words. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we're going to have to grow a little bit because, you know, you just got to move obstructions in a road out of the way. Mm-hmm. We are all on the road to the path of peace. Isn't that right? If you come along yeah. in a tree fell, yeah. yeah, if you come along in a tree fell, somebody has got to move the tree out the way so that we can get by anybody can get by the animals, the bicycles, whatever. And so that's the business that I think, you know, queens and mothers and grandmothers um, are trying to bring back. We're, 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 we're having this issue. We're not like burning our bras back in the feminist movement, but we better figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we better, be, we better figure it out. Sure as your little baby grandgirl is here, taken from the grandmother of 11. They hold us accountable. I didn't have to hold my people accountable for nothing because they, you know, everywhere I looked, they all just stood on the front line. <laughs> so I guess and that's the nature of saying, go, my wife, she is the way she is because anywhere I looked in my family, you know, of all types, of course, the diplomats and the ones that just didn't back down, the ones that carried guns, you know what I mean? And, and, and these are all the parts of our nature. We look at each other with such disdain, as the Queen Mother said in Medica, such disdain. And we don't see the common ground, as his mother said a minute ago. And we just got to open our vision, our third eye, a little wider. We got we to let God just be in the fullness. God is being the fullness. Because that's what's true. That's what's budding all these beautiful things here, spring coming. His power is much greater than us that we can tap into at a moment's notice. <laughs> that's what I say to people. Meet me in the woods. Oh, you ain't know? <laughs> I walked I walked in the woods with old people. Just like that woman in Beloved. Good movie. Anybody wanna go back to that beloved movie where the mother was uh, preaching to the people in the woods and she made them feel joy. She made them remember joy of kindred. I'm I'm glad we're at the end because that was a good way to end. That is one of my beautiful visions of kindred. When she makes the men and the women and the children remember the joy of kindred. Oh, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I cut somebody off? I said it was going on and on. <laughs> well, I just I think we need to be able to recognize each other. It's just the one thing we have to be able to recognize our kindred. Yeah. And how how we identify each other, I think it mm-hmm. a challenge and something we need to work on, whether it's Facebook or a website or whatever it is, to be able mm-hmm. to each other. Absolutely. And I believe if we ask our mothers and fathers in heaven to remind us and put us on the path of the covenant, 
between us, then we recognize each other like old family when we see each other. That's the way it happens for me, you know, because, yeah, my, that was my prayers a while back. Anybody or anything that's not for my highest good, you have my permission today to remove them. <laughs> and when we got all that out of the way, then we understood that anybody that crossed my path or I come in contact with is sacred kindred one way or another. Even those that I differ with, even those that, you know, I might be a bit much to take. They might be a bit much to take, you know. Even those, they they came on a sacred mission because the God I am inside said, no, they, you know, they ain't just passing through. They were sent on a mission. What's your mission? And that's what we're trying to uh, do. We're so thankful to have this show. We're going to give our thanks and gratitude again to the Queen Mother uh, for the amazing work that she does with the various points because there are lots of conversations that go on throughout the week at uh, Queen Mother Blog Talk Radio. And the link has kind of been all over social media today. It usually is as we come into the shows. As we said, we have some really good ones um, coming up, uh, particularly when, you know, I remember that call out her name. I'm not sure if it was a poem or like uh, somewhere I saw that on stage and it was so powerfully done that, uh, you know, each woman can just come and salute a particular woman living or in the spirit world that whose life has so impacted us to give us, you know. And I thought as goodness was doing her poem, I thought, oh, I'm definitely doing my Angelou's poem that she did at someone's inauguration. I think it was Clinton's. Oh! Mm-hmm. Yep, that's my offering, so y'all know up ahead of time. I'm definitely going to bring that one because that is like one of my all-time favorite poems. Wow, and that's funny that you brought up Sonia Sanchez because just mm-hmm. like a week or so ago, um, last week, yeah, before this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. a few friends of mine, a few friends, uh, we were watching the Sonia Sanchez documentary. Mm-hmm. So that is something that you brought that up. And then mm-hmm. when you say me walking into Kindred and the uh, Griot and the Tradition Keeper and the, the Storytelling. I am with the Tradition Keepers, the Black Storytellers of Buffalo, New York. Gotcha. And, I now, <laughs> and I am now a member of the Griot Poets Society. And when you were saying that we have to, as grandmothers and mothers, go back and reach back, I'm also on the Juneteenth Sankofa Committee, and that's what Sankofa means, to go back and fetch and go back. back. And, fetch. Mm-hmm. and that way we can know what we have to do to go forward if we know what we have been through. And that healing, that's another thing that women, that we really do need and we need as a race and as a people, we need healing because the country has been badly damaged. But who better than to nurture the earth than a woman, which is Mother Earth, you know? I so I, I, really, I look forward to all the um, the upcoming shows because, like I said, I really want to learn more from you ladies so that I can continue to pass these things on. And so I can be educated myself on things. And like you were saying, you don't know what the conversation is. How can you be if you don't know? Right, right. And I enjoy everything. And all the sisters that's calling in and the sister from Brooklyn, Lauren, and Earth Mother and Queen Mother for real. I love y'all ladies. I really do. Ashe, thank you, Sister Goodness, Queen Sister Goodness. It's so good to have you on the show, and again, um, it's true, your ancestors led us, well, all of our ancestors led us here, but, you know, when I when I throw one of those Gil Scott Herons on, or, you know, I've, I've oh. so many, and I, I want to really share with you um, 
the daughter out there in New Orleans. Ooh, she is so good. I'm going to find her when we hang up from the show and send it to you. Very uh, beautiful spoken word, and there must be a reason I can't call her name right now. But, um, you know, that is the power. When you know what you know, what you know inside with a gift like yours, yes, my beloved. Just as there was a bombs, namely in the 50s and the 60s, the medicine will come to the people from your pen. And that is amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. Just like, just like Ayo. Ayo, if I, any of Ayo's plays or, or music actually comes up to the public, like, it's going to blow people's minds. Uh, Jonathan Santos, I'm going to put out there. If y'all want to go to YouTube and look up any of his videos where the prophetic, truly the prophetic word of divine comes through them in music in such a beautiful way or comes through in spoken word in such a beautiful way. So we thank you for all the gifts of all the queens that have joined us this evening. And it, we're pulling in on the last part of, of Sister Sister Queens, rise and shine. It's that time. It's that time, you know. No more hiding under a bush. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All, all talents are under the spotlight now. It's time to pony up. Pony up, my, my sister Queens. Truly and indeed. Uh, Queen Mother, any closing thoughts on your end? She's not feeling well today, so she might just take us out with um, giving back. And you ladies listen to this song. I don't know. So, you know, we're going to work better on the pitch of the music that comes in. But uh, And if you go to my website, her beautiful song, Insight, is there. Very, very talented sister, uh, Makayla Ayorende, Milburn Thomas. And uh, we keep trying to support her, Earth Mother and I, so that she can actually come forth with a CD this year. She will be performing at Four Tribes for Peace, so that's that's one of our big headliners for sure. Definitely our treat. And check out the Natty Lovejoys. Again, this is their front yard that we're getting ready to play. And they are good. She is very, very magnificent. Sets me off. Um, yeah. One. Well, the one inside of the website is good as well. I mean, she has so many great, great songs that I've heard, but I love this one as well, Queen Mother. It's been good and it's been rich. Thank you again for sharing your airwaves with us and bringing hearts and minds of women together. I say. Mm-hmm. I say. And that's all, Queen Mother, uh, Queen Mother Pharrell, and uh, prayers so that. You know, she'll be feeling much better and her spirit uh, will be up. So we want to pray for you. And um, it's already done in the name of the Holy Son. We thank God. Thank you. We gave her a ginger tea remedy. I hope she'll do it. She'll stop. Oh, yes. I'm going to go to uh, Walmart at my earliest convenience. But I want to thank all the uh, listeners and Family, we love you, and we are always looking for the best for all of you. And that's why we produce the shows that we have. So, yeah, thank you so much for just being a magnificent person. Thank you, uh, Earth Mother and Earth Mom and uh, Goody and uh, the sister from... uh, yeah. Oh, Lori from Massachusetts. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, all our guests, especially the sister from Brooklyn, 
and uh, we really appreciate you. All right, Shay, until next week. Are we going to hear the song on the way out? Yes. All right. Till next week, my queens, rise up. Thank you.